الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا the hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu an Imam Muslim rahimullah narrates this just similar to the previous narration where Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke about fitan and he spoke about those fitan where if a man stays back he is much better than the one who goes front so the wording at the beginning is quite similar and extra guidance is given in this narration in the previous one the guidance was given is stay far the one who stays back, he will fall last. The one who goes front, he will get caught fast. In this narration, the principle that is given, and this is the unique miracle of this kitab, which is known as Kitabul Fitan, that all the ahadiths were not for one era. It was for the zamanas, for every era. And for every fitna, that you will take out a principle. The principle of this narration is, but whatever the fitan will be, it will always lead towards the time where a Muslim will be trying to kill another Muslim. And that was called the worst of the fitan. The worst. And in Islamic tarikh it happened. It happens in one small town. It happens in a big land. It happens in a khilafat. Umar radiallahu's martyrdom was a fitna. And then in the time of Usman radiallahu anhu, Near the end of his Khilafat, there was a lot of this fitan. Governors were getting accused. There was so much of confusion. That is called fitna. And then there was that major fitna where he was martyred. And on his martyrdom, then the sword came out and the ummah started fighting. Then there was fitna and many fitna. And then the worst was when the Muslim ummahs now. One was Usman radiallahu was martyred. One was Muslim jamaats were fighting each other. That is called, that is fitna. And it never ended there. Whenever the enemy wanted something to happen, first a lot of confusion, and then even worse confusion, and then it was killing. And when the Muslim ummah started killing the Muslim ummah, then that was the first time that the kuffar had a time to take a breath and to reorganize themselves. And then they could make their attack on the Muslim ummah. As long as there was unity in the Muslim Ummah, no one would ever dream about coming front. In the past, it was the past. In today's time, where we don't see, because of the effort of moving in the path of Allah, with the flags of Islam, that as soon as a country was taken over, that whole country was becoming Muslim. So that was the time where Islam was like just taking country after country after country. Then that stopped so many years ago, jihad fi sabilillah. So from that time, open entrance into Islam stopped. Where countries and countries accept Islam. So many years have gone. During these so many years, there was so much of irtidad. So many countries from 90% went to 70 to 40 to 30%. Despite all of that day, when you take the number of Muslims in the world, you will find they always were the most. They still are the most. So 
So if they were just united, there was no thought of anyone ever making an attack. But it was Almighty Allah's system that wasn't going to happen. The biggest fitna was going to be when the Muslim was going to fight with the Muslim. And because they were so huge in numbers, it was not going to be a little blood, it was going to be a lot of blood. And because people of a house normally, that's why you will find a lot of times a man outside he is with his friends, he's so nice. But with his own brothers, they hate each other's blood. You wonder that, how come you're so close with those far? Because the people lost that ability to be close with the people who they're supposed to be close with. Islam wanted that. For that reason, Allah's Nabi, when he spoke about al-Muslim, otherwise a Muslim is he who everyone is safe from his harm. But he made special mention, al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna. That the other believers are safe from his harm. Because it's man's nature. Who he is with, he becomes angry, irritated. He takes the war with them and he forgets his, forgets his real enemy. With his wife, he's supposed to be the closest, but he can't smile with her. Every other auntie he can smile with. Then with his brother, he's supposed to be close, but he just can't meet. But with everybody else, he's the best of friends. And then with the non-Muslim, he can be so close. And with his own Muslim, he just can't say, I do I. So the fitna was going to be mentioned in the narration. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Innaha satakunu fitan. That you must know that verily, there's going to be a lot of these trials. And he said, Allah, listen well, thumma takunu fitan. That thumma can either mean then after, or it could mean after that there will even be worse. Meaning you still shocked at how did this happen. It's not going to just stop. This is preparing it for something else. And then he said, Allah, thumma takunu fitnatun. He said, then that fitna is going to happen. So they explain after fitan when he brought the wahid, it means then that very big thing will happen. The worst trial, and the worst trial was, the narration will explain it, where the Muslim will be fighting the Muslim. To such an extent, it will either be the sword, in our time it's the gun, and if you can't shoot that person with your bullet, then you're shooting him with your tongue. There's hatred, there's enmity, there's I wish he dies. And Tariq saw it. They saw it to such an extent that a brother was able to enlist the services of the Christian crusades against his own Muslim brother. Just so that he could keep the seat. He understood when those Christians were going to come, they were going to kill, they were going to rape. Some of the people they were going to be raping were going to be this person's own cousins. Because that's his tribe. But nothing mattered. Nothing matters. When this hatred comes, you'll bring in whoever you want to bring in. For you to see your own family dying. So this narration took the ummah on the other extreme. That as soon as you see fights starting between Muslims, the narration spoke to the general people, you try to run. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, first he explained al-qa'id, like how it was last week. In that narration, the one sitting in this fitna will be better than the one standing. And the one standing will be much better than the one walking towards this fitna. Then he said, when such a fitna will happen, فَمَنْ كَانَ لَهُ إِبِلْ بِإِبِلِهِ When such a fitna will occur, this big fitna, where Muslim will be fighting Muslim, 
hatred amongst each other. He said, then whatever can keep you away from everyone, grab it and move. Away from everyone, and this is the beauty of a hadith, how they understood it at that time, you needed your camel. He said, who got a camel? Then let him go behind his camel. Otherwise, everyone had camels. But join his camel means the camel is supposed to go out with the shepherd. He said, you go out rather with the camel. The further you from the people, the less you're going to get involved. If you want to put that narration in today's era, we will say when that fitna breaks out, where Muslim is attacking Muslim, then that person who can go to an area where there's no antenna, and when there's no reception, and where you can't get what's happening on WhatsApp, he said, you go to that place. After one year, you'll come back, you'll see people fighting like anything and everything. And you'll wonder what they're fighting about. And when they mention it to you, you'll be so trivial, like you'll want to laugh. But you'll fight about things like this. Why? Because you were away from it. But if you're following it every day, after a time, you also start hating. You can't see a person. You don't want to meet a person. He walks in, you'll walk the other way. And then you start thinking that where did Islam allow this? Like, Where's all that unity and that love and I'll hug my Muslim brother. When I see him, I get happy. I see him, I become irritated. He said, if you got a camel, move to your camel. He said, وَمَنْ كَانَ لَهُ غَنَمٌ بِغَنَمِهِ If you got your sheep and your goats, you go away. Another narration said it, that يُوشِكُ أَيْ يَكُونَ خَيْرُ مَا لِلْمُسْلِمِ a time will come where the best wealth of a believer will be his ghanam, will be his sheep and his goats, meaning not his technology. Not something that keeps him close to the city, something that takes him away from the city. يَتَّبِعُوا بِهَا شَغَفَ الْجِبَالِ وَمَوَاقِعَ الْقَطَرِ Because of those animals, he'll have to go to the top of the mountains because they're looking for the grass. He'll have to go look for where the rain is falling. It keeps him so busy. As he's going behind them, he will be running with his deen from all the trials of death. These narrations all show that sati life, although it's called easy life, it is called the life of trials. And the more you can be away from the sati, and away from things which connect you to the world, when they call this a global village, still we can say there are villages outside this global village. All you have to do is get out from reception. Or if you got a place of reception, don't put on the button to say connect. That button. At the time where we're going through now, everything has become more free. Many houses when we enter, they say how to look after our children. The first thing we say to them, don't have unkept internet don't have unkept internet because when it is so easy to connect then your daughter in one room is also connected your wife is in the other room someone's in the toilet connected everything is if there's a need for it press the button put it on and when the need goes put it off man doesn't need so much of news he doesn't need so much of information the more he is able to go behind his natural resources, away from what is called technology, the more safe he is. 
This narration mentioned the one who got camels, let him go to his camels. The one who got ghanam, let him go to his ghanam. Even if he just got some land, maybe he's just a gardener, let him go outside and do his gardening. Anything that keeps him away from inside. Inside means from fitan. He got some land, let him go and look at his land. Look after his land, cultivate his land, meaning he become a farmer. Go stay in one village. Go stay a little away from everyone. But away from everyone, nowadays people living in a farm are with everyone. That away meant away. You must not be in the fitna. And then the, the Sahabi radiallahu anh said, Ara'ayta illam yakun lahu ibilun wa ghanamun wa ardun. As though he was asking for us a question. But whatever time comes where that man hasn't got that sheep and that camels and that land to keep him busy. What a time he asked that question because in that time everyone had it. Who never have his sheep and his goats and his camels? Today no one got it. So he asked the right question. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then said then he must make sure that the tools to make him a cause of making the fight worse, he doesn't have it. In that time it was called the sword. As long as you got a sword with you, they're going to pull you to become part of that army or part of that army. They're fighting. So everyone is looking for a warrior. As long as you got a sword, some anger is going to come in you and you're going to go with that sword. So he said, if he hasn't got anything to keep him occupied, then let him break his sword. So that when he thinks about doing something, he got no sword. And when they look at him also, he says, me, I don't know how to fight. So why are you coming to pull me out for the battle? So he said, Ya'amidu ila sayfihi. This word, amad is qast. Qast. Qast means like, not only that you think about it, he said, walk straight towards. Let him walk straight towards his sword. And the top of the sword, let him hit it on a rock. So now that whole top bends. Meaning no longer I got my sword. He has now broken the sword. After breaking the sword, not enough. He said, and if he can run from there, let him run. Meaning, one, he hasn't got the sword, but even then they might put a sword in his hand. How far he can get. Lianju means firar. Let him get as far as he can if he can go. Otherwise, at least the weapon must not be there. And that happened in the past and it will continue happening. There's different ways of launching an attack. Once upon a time, it was a sword. Then it was a gun. And the era came of bombs. And it never stops. Every town got its own story. One person says to that other party, you put on this bomb here and you go into that crowd, you blow up. And that one says, I'll go and blow up that side. So whatever they're doing, whatever name they're doing, they don't understand when they are blowing, there are so many innocent dying. And that innocent is causing so many other innocent to die. And sometimes the one behind them is the evilest of all. And they just spurred him on when names like Al-Qaeda came out and ISIS came out. Whatever was the beginning of it, we'll never know whether it was sincere or not sincere. But when you could see how the shaitani world used these names to make laws, 
how they were thrilled with the formation. At the present time in the world, one country is facing fighting ISIS. One country, Turkey. And in their fight against ISIS, they have found so much of success. That you wonder all the Western countries put together, they couldn't finish ISIS up. One Turkey made a war on ISIS. And they're only telling the Western countries, stop sending their weapons. But quietly, quietly, the weapons still reach them. And it's always found that it's coming from the West. One country was able to bring an end to it. But all the Western countries couldn't. When you see that, you realize that this is not like how they want to make the world say, hey, these Muslim jihadists are very strong. This was nothing to do with jihad. This was a group that they wanted to remain in the world. As long as it remains, they can make whatever laws they want. You just need one person to cut one person's neck. And then the whole country changes. The laws change. Everything changes. Every time people ask, why are we being punished? They say, why did that man do what he did? Otherwise, no other religion has things like that. In South Africa, every day there's killings. If they have to hold someone to task, because he did something, I'm holding this village, everyone will be in jail. Everyone. Because so many killings. It was only Islam. The narration said that, watch, don't ever let a Muslim kill another. Just for no reason. Anger. Or you say, he's not my party. He's not my man. But you don't know who's behind you telling, go and do something. And then we in South Africa, in many of our countries, we don't have that gun by the fadl of Allah. And Allah save. It must not happen that we have to see a Muslim going to another Muslim. Other Muslim countries saw it. That when the ulama have to drive also, they have bodyguards around them. South Africa, they rob. Who they rob? Probably someone who got wealth. It was always known if they see an alim driving, they're not going to go rob him because they say, what he got? He might say to them, like one person was kidnapped. So they phoned the family, like, we want so much million. So they said, we're telling you he hasn't got money, we don't have money. If you want to kill him, kill him. And they let him go. Unless we caught the wrong guy. Some people don't have that money. But in those Muslim countries where this battle started, you'll see the alim, he is more guarded than the president. Because every day there's a fear, this one killing that one, and that one will blow that one. He'll walk into their synagogue or whatever it is, then one bomb will blow. And they'll all be happy, we killed so many Shia, then they'll come here, we killed so many Sunni. Let's carry on. But it was always known behind it was always a shaitani group. They just bomb here, bomb there, carry on bombing, kill. The hadith made a lot of indication when it will come. And if you don't have the weapon, you so Mubarak. Like you're out of it. Otherwise, so many times a Muslim ends up killing a Muslim. And there's a person behind who uses one. There could be times when they are sincere in it, but hardly. Majority of the time, there's someone behind which makes them fight. So I said, in our countries, we don't have that bomb. We don't have that gun and Allah's fadl it is. But we do have that tongue which is very sharp at the moment. And we're finding it very sharp tongue. But once upon a time there was kitabs that were written Adabul Ikhtilaf that when you got Ikhtilaf with someone how will you show that Ikhtilaf? And they spoke about the ulama someone completely against them what and what that person said but how he conducted he sent hadaya when he met the person he would even make ta'wil for the person others will say how could he say this against you? he will say maybe he misunderstood maybe this, maybe that 
The word had enough firaq. Enough. But the tariqah of the Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah was always that they conducted themselves in such a manner that they sorted out the fitna also and they were never rude in their approach also. The character of Allah's Nabi was the bunyad, the yadstik. With the smile of a Nabi and with the sword of the Mujahid but with the smile of a Nabi with the pen of that scholar but the smile of a Nabi that they could smile at that person. When they had to write, they would write in a manner that they would say what you're saying is wrong but they would say it in the right manner. That even if that person would not want to read it one person came to Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib Rahimullah and he said, I was reading this one kitab of yours. But when you mention this one person's name, and I got a lot of liking for this person, he put me off. That's why I'm not going to read the kitab further. Just that name. So then Mufti Shafi Rahimullah wrote, he learned a lesson from this. That sometimes when you want to write against a group that is astray, it's not always beneficial to put the name directly. But you write on the principle that this principle is wrong, that principle is wrong. There's hope that a day will come that even that Jamaat will read it and they say this makes sense. And they won't understand it was written against them. And they will adopt that principle and the work is done. But whenever you see a name, then the person says he's talking about me and immediately he'll drop it. The way that the manner, why? Because the Muslim Ummah is enough in fighting. We need someone to make tea. And let them all sit on and say some biscuits for you, some biscuits for you. And is it not time that we join? Or are we only waiting that when Hazrat Mehdi comes? At that time two soldiers will look at each other and feel shy. That they say, hey, I'm sorry, the last 20 years, me and you are fighting like cats and dogs. I don't know how I'm going to save your life now. Or are you going to save my life? The enemy is in front. Are we going to wait for that day only? Where the two will hug and say, My brother, either shahadat or najat tomorrow. That time the man won't say that. Still yesterday you were like this and you were like, forget everything. In the battlefield you forget all your ikhtilaf. All. Like brother-in-law you could never see in your life, you hug him also. He hugs you. There's no battlefield now. That's why we man started fighting with his own. The narration said, then run if you can run. Then Nabi said, Allah hal ballaghtu. He said, have I given you the message? What a time he said it. Three times he said it loudly. You say this here to say that majority won't hear. They love to fight. Hal ballaghtu. Did I give you the message? Did I give you the message? He said, Allahumma hal ballaghtu. Did I give the message? Then a sahabi radiallahu anh said that, okay, explain araita in ukrihdu. That I want to stay out of this fight. I don't want to be the one attacking another Muslim. I don't want to be the one disgracing, the one killing, the one slitting the throat. But sometimes what happens if they force me? Because you always get, when parties are looking for more soldiers, somehow or the other first they'll come and they'll tell you, you must join us. They say, no, me, you know, I'm very busy. No, no, you must join. And if the person doesn't want to join, then this one speaks bad about him, that one speaks bad. Still he doesn't want to join, then sometimes he gets pulled. He said, what if I get pulled, forced in Ukrihto? فَيُمْ طَلَقْ بِي إِلَىٰ أَحَدِ الصَّفَّيْنِ 
And I am forced into one of the two parties. Either I am made to stand in this side or I am made to stand in that side. And I don't want to fight still. But then the one party comes, he sees me there. فَضَرَبَنِي رَجُلٌ بِسَيْفِهِ Now that man comes, he got his sword in his hand and he's going to strike at me now. The reason is, why am I in that party? I wasn't supposed to be, but I was forced. Oh, يَجِيءُ سَحْمٌ فَيَقْتُلُنِي One arrow is going, but I not now defend myself. Because this is my party, now you're attacking me. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the way he said, no. He said, just no. That if it happens, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, That the one who forced you, or the one who killed you, he will return, meaning he will stand in front of Allah with all his sins. Ithmika can have two meanings. And that sin of bringing you out to the battlefield. You will not be responsible, he'll take it. Either the man who brought you into the battle, or the man who killed you. Or he can have that second meaning with whatever sins are on your head. One day on the day of Qiyamah will be taken and given over to him. Say so you sort it out because you killed this person. Whatever it is, it was to say the person فَيَكُونُ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّارِ He will be a Jahannami, you don't be from Jahannam. At that time he was supposed to say, okay now defend yourself. He never said it. Even then don't defend. When Muslims fight with Muslims, Nabi Islam's one word was so beautiful. Oh, kama qala alayhi salatu wassalam, but the wording was something like this, Abdal, kun Abdullah al-maqtul, wala takun Abdullah al-qatil. Rather be the servant of Allah who's killed, instead of being the servant of Allah who kills. If you want to have it today in your time, you will say, rather be the servant of Allah who is criticized, Instead of being that servant of Allah who criticizes. Because the wording comes in the narration. That swearing a Muslim is kaqatlihi. It's like killing him. Swearing a Muslim is like killing him. So rather be that one who's criticized. And our kabir were like that. They took on a lot of criticism. They wrote the kitab. Basis ever was written. He wrote, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. If he wanted to, on every masala, he could have written one name. So there were enough shuyukh at that time, mashayikh and Mulvis who were doing this. could have written, this one is doing that, this one is doing that. It would have spoiled bases ever for South Africa. But, because when we're reading it, we don't even know who that man is. He left out the man's name, he wrote the masala. This is not right, this custom. This custom is not right. The kitab would remain Mubarak for so many years because everyone will say it's custom. Even that family who was doing it because they wouldn't see their grandfather's name there. They would say, you can't do this thing. If they see their grandfather's name, no hard it is to say, my grandfather is a Jannami. How could he have done what he did? Rather be Allah's servant who's criticized. Don't be the one who criticizes. Show what is wrong. Don't show who is wrong. Show what is wrong. Don't show who is wrong. Everyone will understand. That's the guy who's wrong. And he, when he's reading it, he might not understand. Hey, it was written against me. And you say, what a top point. And if there was anything wrong, he'll also get a chance to make his toba. Very unique narration that there will be fitan, and then there will be bigger fitan, and then there will be the worst. 
And the worst meant when the Muslim will fight the Muslim. At that time, if you got nothing to keep you occupied away from the entertainment and the activity, and he says, you haven't got your animals to keep you busy, you haven't got something else to keep you busy, then the instrument of attacking, make sure it's broken. Your instrument of attacking, if it was the gun, if it was the sword, if in today's time it has to be your phone, then it must not be on. It must not have connection. You must not have your group. Because we entered a time today, that once upon a time, the haq to make i'tiraz was given like to the bosses. When a person becomes a president, he's sitting high, then he looks down, and then he says, you know, that shouldn't happen. Because like a father shouts his son, that you understand, that was the asal of the world. The father saying, what are you up to? Then we know qiyama means when the whole thing goes upside down, asah. You go in some houses, you see the son saying, Daddy, what you up to? That was the opposite. So we saw it in houses and we told children, how do you speak to your father like this? And then in the circles of ulama, the same thing happened. Once upon a time, the senior would tell the young one who just graduated, what are you doing? Today the whole thing went upside down. The young one is telling the what are you doing? Like, whole thing went upside down. May Allah let us not be the one who is the killer. If worst has to be worst, then we will just say that I am not going to involve myself in the fight. But we will continue showing what is wrong. We will continue speaking what is the haq. We will never become lenient in our dini matters. But this war where Muslim fights against Muslim, where Muslim hates Muslim, where one is after the throat of the other, it starts off on the name Lillah for Allah. And after that there is no Lillah yet at all. It's I hate the individual. If I'm driving past and his car puncture, car got a tire puncture, I'll take a picture of it also. And I'll just carry on. I'll be so happy. And I'll send it out. It serves him right. Even the heavens don't like him. <laughs> All that we don't need. Hatred of Muslim for Muslim was a thing which Almighty Allah never wanted. A Muslim is a loving person. Ma'alafun. Wala khayra man la ya'laf. Wala yu'laf. There must be a lot of love, but love must be balanced. That if your own son, or your own daughter, or your father, or your mother, they are wrong, then you will say, لا li fi You are my parents, I will still behave with you in a nice manner, because the haqq of suhbat. You are my mother, you are my father. Imagine this law, where Islam said, if your parents force you into kufr, and فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا Don't obey them. Obvious don't obey them. Immediately he said, وَصَاحِبْهُمَا But still behave with them in a good manner. Look at that wording. In that they took a principle that any elder, any of your elders, because your parent is your elder, any of your elder is wrong. And you really understand he's not right in this masala. Then to فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا same. Your darja is on its place. I can't listen to you. وَصَاحِبْهُمَا But still then behave with him in a manner that's understood by the people to be like, right? Ma'rufa in a nice manner. Give him that haq of his age. Give him that haq of the work he has done. Give him a smile. The young man, لَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ لَمْ يَرْحَمْ صَغِيرَنَا وَلَمْ يُوَقِّرْ كَبِيرَنَا The one who cannot show respect to those that are elder. Older than him. The way he writes, the way he talks, the way he pulls out his sword, the way he takes out his gun. 
And that jihad is not a jihad which was liked in this narration. I said, you rather break your sword track and run. May Allah Tawarukullah let us not be the cause of further fitan in the world. May Allah Tawarukullah make us, we are the doors of goodness. We are the keys of goodness for the world. Allah Tawarukullah let it not be, we are the keys of evil opening up. We open this door and a war starts. We open that door and another war starts. On our hands, although it's dirty hands, through our tongues, although it's dirty tongues, Allah Tawarukullah is most kind. Allah on these hands, on these tongues of all of you, of all of us, Allah Tawarukullah in His kindness write the hidayat of mankind, man and jinn. Allah Tawarukullah guide us on our every step. Whatever is right, Allah inspire us to do it, to say it, to practice on it. Whatever is wrong, Allah Tawarukullah protect us, inspire us to explain it's wrong, explain it in a nice manner. Others who hear it will understand what is wrong. And Allah Tawarukullah grant us the ability, we ourselves stay away from the evil. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين